Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Hope everyone had a nice weekend. I am your host, James Orr, and this is another episode of the ServingRealEstateInvestors.com webinar series, podcast, Substack, whatever we're doing. And this one is about email invites to investor classes. My thinking is, my, my big picture thinking is, hey, what can I do to reduce the friction, to make it easier for you to start a business where you're catering to, where you're wanting to help and add value to real estate investors. And so I'm trying to anticipate all the different things you need, all the different components and parts you need in order to start a business where you are teaching classes to attract real estate investors, adding value, helping them become you know, better investors, better local investors, but more market knowledge, more local market expertise and how to acquire and rent and analyze properties in those marketplaces. And so I'm trying to think about, well, what would you need? What would you like to see? Like if you were coming into my office while I was doing this actively, what would you want to look over my shoulder and and what would you say to me? Hey, James, can I get a copy of that? And so I'm trying to anticipate those things. And if you think of anything you've got there, you know, definitely reach out to me and let me know, James, what I'd really like to see is this. Uh, and that might help me make a decision about this. But today I'm going to share with you like the email invites to investor classes. And so the challenge with this is there is a wide range of examples. Not all of them are the same. They're not even close. Like some of them are I'm busy. I've got you know three three people who are wanting to write an offer, not just like under contract, but like wanting to actively write an offer that day. And I need to get the email out. And I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I'm feeling swamped. And and this happens more often than I'd like to admit. But you know, uh, I think in a lot of cases, real estate uh, brokerage specifically is uh, is in some cases sort of like a a crisis type of job where. Uh, a lot of things tend to happen at the same time if you're doing any type of volume, and it seems like you're being pulled in a million directions, and everybody's got the most important thing on the list, right? Like, you know, three clients all wanting to write an offer, which one do you do first? And how do you prioritize, you know, that versus responding to objections? And I mean, it's like you're being pulled all over the place. And so the the sometimes the emails get stuck way down at the bottom of that list as to how you get invited. And so I created a couple shortcuts for myself, and I'll, I'll just talk about those briefly. I don't think they're on the slide here. But the... Uh, the thing that I did, um, which became it was at first a crutch and then became sort of a running joke, and maybe your personality doesn't allow you to get away with this, but um, my ongoing joke was every class was amazing. And, and like every class was going to be the best class ever, and it was going to be amazing, and you definitely needed to see it. And so if I got short on time, I would just defer, I would fall back to this sort of like really shorthand of this is going to be an amazing class. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be the most amazing class we've ever done. Of all the amazing classes we've done, this is the most amazing. And so that could be a really short way for me to write an email to get people to come to class, which is also attractive. And that reminds me that you do need to overcome the hurdle of getting people to class. It is not a laydown that you just put up any title. In fact, I'm thinking about this right now. This probably applies to the way that I'm titling some of my real estate investing classes I'm already doing is that they need to be a little bit sensational. I remember seeing a video. I, I, I don't know how to say the thing, Veritasium or whatever it is, but he talked about how 
the number of views on his YouTube videos, he's more of a science guy, but he, he sometimes shares some insight into, you know, the YouTube business thing. Uh, but he's a YouTube um, celebrity, I guess is a better way of saying it, a YouTube publisher. He, um, he publishes videos about science-based stuff, but he talks about the, the way that um, when you do a very science, very factual, very generic headline for a video, it might get very few, very few or very small number of views. But if you use some type of sensational headline or some type of you know more clickbaity sort of sounding headline, that um, it gets a ton more views, like a, a disproportionately larger amount of views, such that you really do get rewarded significantly for being clickbaity. And part of his discussion in this video that he did was, you know, I wanted to have a good reputation of not being this guy who uses sort of like these clickbait titles. But he started changing his opinion as he's discussing it with you on the video because he started saying, look, if my goal is to share these science principles with people and to demonstrate these things and to educate them, I'm doing them a disservice by not being clickbaity to get the maximum number of exposure. So it's sort of like... um is, is this like the means to an end thing? The, the ends justify the means? Is that sort of like what we're talking about here? Where, yes, you you sort of go into this, I don't know, at least on the edge, if not over the edge of being clickbaity and sleazy and you know sensationalized headlines to, to get people to engage with your content, your classes, your, your uh, emails, your kind of things. And you sometimes need to kind of push it over that edge in order to get people excited and come to the class because it's hard to get someone excited about you know the three ways to pay pmi and i'm talking to myself here right because like i'm thinking about like the stuff i'm just doing now and i'm like yeah those are probably not sensationalized headlines and maybe i should actually increase the the kind of like uh sleazy clickbaity sort of ways to to do this and i definitely notice i mean historically i could probably go look at the data to justify this to, to verify it for myself but anecdotally it makes sense to me that when we have these more sensationalized clickbaity sleazy sort of headlines you get better attendance you get better engagement in the emails and in the classes and in the podcast recordings and the downloads and stuff like that so um note to self to me to do that and probably note to you to kind of do it as well so um, you'll see here an example, uh, kind of a, a little bit more sensationalized sort of thing and, and big promises and different ways to get people's attention. However, uh, I don't always have time to do this well. And so you will also see very poor examples to me, uh, poor examples from me of like ways to email an invitation to a class. And that is because I get busy and I don't always prioritize this, even though I probably should, because you know, having a sensationalized, clickbaity, sleazy sort of headline to get people engaged in this, um, you know, all you have to do is get them to watch it. And then once they see that the content is really, really good and it's not sleazy and that, I mean, I don't know, that's like your, the the, the uh, end justifies the means, right? Getting them the information that they need sometimes might justify the sleazy, clickbaity nature of the email. So I don't know, just something to think about for you. You need to make your own decisions. But uh, I think I am probably going to do more <laughs> clickbaity, sleazy headlines in the future because that's a good reminder to myself to do that. See, it's a benefit of me teaching these classes. I was reminded myself of some stuff. So for as far as email invites go, so there are automated versions of these emails that get sent out automatically by Meetup. So you'll receive like when you go and you schedule a class and you announce it or you wait long enough where they automatically announce it to your entire list, you will see an automated version of the class where it says, um, 
you know, the meetup scheduled and it has like a little bit of the description in there. And if they want to click through, they can RSVP or whatever it is. That is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is either an email from the separate email list you are maintaining from meetup. So like when people register and they fill out the new member form and you kind of compile your own email list in a different service that where you actually own and have control over the direct email addresses, not just meetup, which you don't get access to their emails directly from there. Um, so that's why one of the reasons why we, you know, offer them tools like spreadsheet download where we ask for their email address or make them register with the class, with the form to get all that stuff. And then we put them on our email list. This is the email blast. And or additionally, you can use the meetup uh, blast feature. I forget what they call it. I probably should have looked this up, but it's a, uh, it's a way for you to email your members. And you don't get their email addresses. You put in the message and then uh, Meetup will actually send it out as like a um, a blast to your group of anyone who's opted into that um, kind of thing. So you, you can't turn it off if you don't want to receive them anymore. But most people have not opted out. That's, that's been my experience. And so you can email them this sort of like email and that shows up very differently. So test it yourself. You know, go ahead and when you're making your group kind of do some tests to understand exactly how this works. But you'll be able to see that you could do these emails to go out, which is different than just the class description. Although sometimes you'll find me using similar content where I'll copy and paste parts and kind of manipulate it that way. So here's just one example of a class email invite, which I'll read to you. Um, the other thing I will mention to you is, you know, use artificial intelligence for help with these. If you're trying to do a class and you don't know where to start, you know, just go into your favorite AI tool, whether that's, you know, ChatGPT or Bing or whatever it is, and or Notion, and, and ask for, there's lots of different ones. I mean, I'm just naming a few. But you can go in there and say, look, I'm trying to write an email as an invitation to get people to come to our real estate investor meeting. The real estate investor meeting is about these topics. Let's add some bullet points. And then let AI write the email. And if you don't like it, have it rewrite the email. If you don't like it again, have it rewrite the email and give it feedback. Say, you know, this is what I don't like about it. Um, go ahead and change that up. That's what the power of AI is. Um, it allows you to leverage things that you might have a hard time starting and then you can massage things and do whatever you need to do but it is way easier to have ai help you at the start okay that enough said that's my advertisement for ai all right so here's the the example of an email um i think the heading that the subject line was this wednesday will be a night you'll never forget so another sensationalized thing which is relatively generic but you can't do this can't use this exact headline every single week you could use it repeatedly, but not every single week. You have to kind of like mix in other things. And, you know, you almost have like this ongoing story in your head of different things. And the, the other thing I'll mention to you is um, forming characters in your group that people know, like the person who always comes to class that always brings food and you kind of like draw them into the story or, you know, tell, tell stories about the person who checks people in or, you know, it's like this creating this entertaining, entertaining kind of like ecosystem of being uh, informative and educational and entertaining all sort of at the same time. Okay. So this Wednesday night will be a night you'll never forget. This Wednesday, I will be presenting a brand new real estate investing class called Overcoming Obstacles for Real Estate Investors. It is the class where I solve all your real estate investing challenges. Big promise, right? This is sort of it. Regardless of what has been holding you back from being successful investing in real estate, this is the night where all your excuses die. It doesn't matter what has been holding you back. I will solve it in one amazing evening. And then I have a list of bullet points. So I'll read you the bullet points. Bullet point one, don't have down payments. No problem. I got you covered. Income to qualify for loans. No worries. I'll handle that too. Credit score to qualify for loans. I got you, boo. 
Loan spots, not an issue. Reserves, I got your back with solutions. Finding deals, yes, I'll show you how to find them all. Finding tenants, consider your properties occupied with great tenants. Finding partners, need money, need loan partners, need a deal finder, your wish fulfilled. Building a dream team to support you, all the best members helping you succeed. Making a commitment to being successful, commit and act toward achieving your goals. Finding the courage to follow through on your commitment, taking the right actions, done. Building the skills and capabilities to be successful as an investor, I'll show you exactly how to get all the skills and capabilities required to achieve your real estate goals. Overcoming fear, what fear? Consider it banished. That's the end of the bullet points. And I'll say, and if I missed any, let me know and I will add it to the list of ones to make sure we cover. This will arguably be the best class I've ever taught. And over the last almost 20 years, I've taught a lot of classes. RSVP now to reserve your spot and show up prepared to have your life changed for the better. And then I provide a link to the meetup there where they can click on it in order to register for class. And I say the class is free, but you must attend live to get the benefits of having all your problems solved in one night. See you there. Love, James, solving all your problems in one magical night or. And then I said, P.S., and this class is so good that I'm taking next week off to give you time to recover. Um, so I was planning on taking the next week off. It wasn't really related to letting them recover, but I, I planned on not being around for the previous, for the following week. And so there was no class. And so that was sort of the kind of transition to let them know that there's no class in there. Okay, so this is sort of like an example of a sensationalized email that tries to get people excited about it. Now, what is this class? Well, you can go listen to it. It's on the podcast. It's literally called Overcoming Obstacles for Real Estate Investors. You can listen to what I taught and how I said that I covered all these things. But honestly, it's literally a slide for each one of these problems and then best practices for overcoming those. How do you solve the problem of not having down payments? Well, Here's a slide on how you come up with down payments. How do you get income to qualify for loans? Well, we talk about you know different ways to earn income, stuff like that. So we, I think we went through each one of these things as a separate slide to give people what they what I promised them, like their ability to you know deal with each one of these issues individually, and then you know there was some time for some Q and A and helping people with that. And so this was the sort of like a catch all for when someone told me they've got a problem. I'm like, oh, go listen to the overcoming obstacles. Uh, for real estate investors class, I cover all the challenges people have there. And it's like your best stuff for that. You could do the same version for yourself. Create your own list of all these different problems people have. I'll give you a hint. You can start with mine as kind of an example. Don't copy it verbatim, but you know, use it as a, a starting point to make your own. Um, and then write your own. You know, kind of like come up with your own best practices and tips and recommendations for doing that. You know, do a little research and get better at it. And you'll you'll find that this is a really good starting point, and maybe even a chapter of your book, if you're going to do a book for your clients, which we'll cover here. So this is really the email invite. And there's so much variation into what the email invites look like and how they room, how they kind of like uh, run and get out there and do that, that you may want to look at other ones as well. But this should give you a kind of like rough idea of what one might look like for doing that. All right. That's all I got for you. Hopefully you enjoyed today's class. Have a great day, everybody. This has been James Orr. Bye-bye for now.